Hello, my people. Hello, Blackboard family. Hello, welcome to the Blackboard podcast. And I'm your favorite boy, T to the O M I H A W K. Welcome to the month of June. Um, this is the last uh, month of the first half of the year. Um, we'll be moving into the second half in a bit. 2021. So, the question on I'm going to ask everyone right now is what's next what's next what do you have to do next what do you have to do next in your life what do you have to do next in your career what do you have to do next in your business so the question is what next because uh, we know we know time is time is moving um, every day every day counts and um, we are already moving closer to the end of the year have you really achieved anything uh, well first of all we have to thank God we have to we have to be glad and be grateful that we are alive because to be alive in this country right now i think is an extreme sports and we are all grateful to still be here i'm grateful to still be on this microphone to talk to you guys me myself i i sometimes i just go through some i have to think sometimes and try to get get myself in order to know what's really happening because what has been happening lately is, is a lot to take in and um i think we have to we have to know that it is our duty as, as a nation as, as 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 people to to try to pray for the country to be optimistic to wish good for the country despite the happenings or despite all we see um around us in our surroundings and stuff so um i, I want to start from 2020 yeah 2020 the corona was there most of us were inside and um at the end of the day most of us plan that when we when it's this year we are going to get things going because at least we we're not able to do a lot of things um last year but i think this year this year has been going to in nigeria specifically i'm talking about nigeria right now it has been a lot of a lot of things happening a one 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 situation on on that situation the kidnappings the killings in everywhere the been way the yes uh about two or three days ago yeah i think two days ago it was the um biafra remembrance day and it was trending on twitter trending on all social media platforms but sometimes i ask myself that do we actually know what actually happened on that day some people say it's a war some people just think it's for me i see i see it as a genocide i see it as killings from the government i actually went back to read and, and watch watch clips on all that happened in the biafra era and I, I just want to give you guys a tip this episode is like a tip i just want you guys to know what, what actually happened on that day and uh how we can move forward because at the end of the day all that happened back then i see it still happening right now nothing has really changed the government are still in rotation these people are still there to cramp us and put us put us in a shell and uh, act act as they can do act without no law no rules and stuff uh, so after this break i want us to just get into it talk about the biafra a bit talk about the situation of the country and let's let's decide and know what next let's see what we can do next and what can happen and what we as a people can do can come together to do so after this break we are going straight into the discussion i'll be back all right 
society Every day man I battle with anxiety For my community On the mouth she be pressure like deity But I know you're cyber king Insecurity selfish Alex and I bling Lose the vest and stack it deeper like my bin All of my people be going through many things Many many things eh? A lot of things we man Alright so the Biafran story first started from the beginning so I'm going to start from the beginning when Nigeria broke out from their colonial masters that was sometime in 1960 to 1963. So after after that the country had to divide into when we became Nigeria like a nation Nigeria the country had to divide into three three major zones according to tribes. So we divided into the northern part, the east, the west, that's the Yoruba, Igbo and Hausa, which were like the major, the largely uh, major tribes in Nigeria. Alright, so um, the Hausas took like the larger, they were the larger parts of the country because they were like much, they were the uh, um, larger population in the country, they took the larger landmass. Then the Igbos and the Yorubas took like about 30% of, of the country landmass. And... Uh, it was different. It was a different experience because each each uh, part of the country were with different type of religious belief. The Aousas were m- mostly the uh, Muslims, while the Igbos were mostly Christians. But when it got to the Yoruba part, they were like majority of Christians, but at the same time they still had Muslims, and at the same time they were still traditional worshippers. So first of all, the religious beliefs was was a barrier to bringing the country as as a nation in unity because despite we being um, gaining um, freedom from our colonial masters and becoming a nation and a republic we weren't still in sync like one in one nation and one one all together in unity so our leader at that time was um, general yakubu gowon who was the head of states in nigeria by that time so each um, political each zone had their own um governors i'll call them governors but they were military personnel at that time um so everyone everyone had things they they, they taught their their people or they made their people believe the northerners were mostly into religious studies they taught their children the islamic education why the Igbos? the Igbos were mainly into businesses they were into business they liked business so they were doing trading buying and selling then the Yorubas were mainly into education. They went into school. Um, that's what they call them, like fountain of knowledge. They were just they focused on education and trying to be like the colonial, not be like the colonial masters, but learn, learn like the colonial masters and all. And it all continued like that till the Igbos started gaining prominence in Nigeria. Prominence in what would I say? Prominence in wealth. They became they became the richer part of the nation because they were definitely doing businesses and stuff then it got to a time where they started spreading all over nigeria they went to the north they went to um to the to the west they started um starting they started um bringing up businesses trade trading centers in all the nations in all the parts of the nations then um it got to the time where the houses were, were no longer having it they, they felt that the Igbos all were taking over their land they were like the prominent people in the land they were the rich people in the land they were the ones that people go to to buy things from because obviously they were trading at that point and they would become rich so the houses got angry they got angry then they started they started the killings of Igbos in their lands it was it was a very very tough battle 
they started killing Igbos, burning up their shops, burning up their businesses and all. Like it got to the point where the Igbos had to flee away from the northern part and go back to their own zone. And at that point, their leader was um, Lieutenant um, Ojuku at that point. So they had, they had to move straight to back to their side, to the Igbo land. Then the head of state was aware of it at that time because Ojuku made made it clear to them that this was what is happening in the north. They are killing, they are killing Igbos, they are killing everything. So Ojuku had, had to do something about it. He had to do something about his people. He felt that they didn't like them, especially because of the religious the religious differences in in the north and the east. Um, also with the trading the how the Igbos got rich and started trading in their land and the, at the for, for, first of all the Aosas were like the the domin, dom, they dominated the government the arms of the government Aosas were the ones in the offices because at that point Aosas were still close with with the colonial masters they were still the one that at least the colonial master liked them because okay mainly because they were not educated they were not really educated all they knew was just their Islamic education and all so they were still i would say they were still able to be manipulated and stuff so they they were over in, in charge of the oil in charge of the resources of the country but the Igbos just had this trade to do for themselves after you suffering them in the niger delta and all then ojuko had to do something about it then he stepped down he was a military mind he was a military officer at that point so he was he was the only one who stepped down in, in, the, in the east he stepped down from the military position to take up to fight for his people fight for his people so he held he held a meeting with the councils because everyone had their own um hierarchy of government i'm not saying government like the governors but ap- apart from the governors in the outside they had the emirs the sultans the um, yorubas had the obas the chief pre um, the oloye the yaolodi and all why the Igbos, they had the azes the king and all so he called um ojoku called on all the elder elders of the um east to to find a solution to the problems they were having in the country to the killings of the Igbos and all then um they they came to the conclusion to to break out of nigeria and form their own nation which was the biafran the biafran nation so they started the biafran republic the country biafra as at 1967 1967 they started the Biafra nation and um won heard about it and obviously was not happy about it because he knew that they were already gaining their own prominence they had they had their own universities at that point they had their currency they raised their flag so it was so it's going like that until they they had to come into a peace talk they went to tulip in ghana to come into a peace talk to try to see where they can where yakubu and ojuku can come into a mutual agreement on how they can create peace in the nation and create um, unity so when they went there they, they, they he promised that he was going to find a way to a way to settle this thing and uh, make everywhere peaceful again and the feud between the north and the east to um, come to an end so ojuku believed actually he believed because um, according to the documentaries and so he believed then they ended the peace talk in Ghana because they went to Ghana to hold the meeting. So when they got back to Nigeria, Yakubu Gowon, General Yakubu Gowon went against his word. The word that he, he assured Ojuku at that point, he went against that word. What, what did they do? Instead of him trying to create 
a way to solve a solve this thing but because of the dominance that did not add at that point and they didn't want anyone any other person they didn't even like the evils at all first of all so they didn't want any other person coming into position of power or trying to take over the country and all then what did he do he went ahead to block all the all the channels for food through the north like he, he blocked he blocked the seaports they, they weren't able to get access to protein so that was when they, were, they weren't able to get access to the fishes in the, in the sea in their rivers they weren't also they were before before the the coop and the old stuff they got dried fish stock fish from somewhere in the netherlands that's part of their protein so he stopped that as well so they weren't receiving any form of protein at that point all they had was their starch and carbohydrates that was where the old war started from it started around 1967 lasted for about two years six months and plus the over two million of the population of the biafran republic were dying of hunger they had they had this um power shocker that's uh, malnutrition they had malnutrition they were dying the people were saying that they were dying what did ojuku do they thought ojuku was going to the, the, the whole idea of planning to seize their assets from from food and protein from the rivers and the netherlands was for ojuku to surrender and surrender the public of biafran and come down to yakubuko one government but ojuku didn't back down although the in lagos back then the um, nigerian government had military power they had the ammunitions and all but the biafran republic didn't stop they, they started training up soldiers soldiers that were in skillful young young men that had to fight for their life they started training soldiers and that was when the war started the nigerian government versus the biafran republic they started the war people thought the war was not going to last for a long time according to the jacobo government government they thought they were going to give up easily but no the biafran government didn't give up the soldiers were going in they were fighting started protecting their own people so it, life was becoming normal at a point in the biafran republic because they already had soldiers people were uh people were guarding them they, they had young people training paramilitary trying to join into the military with a few ammunition they had cutlasses and stuff they were using it to fight for themselves so the 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 the, the biafran republic started gaining prominence that was when um publications in the united states and other parts of the abroad the time were taking up the cases that were happening in biafra to the world it was becoming it was becoming the world problem on a larger scale so other big leaders started forming alliance with either nigerian or the biafran republic the Biafran republic had the help of the french-speaking country the french uh, um, presidency at that point or what, what would they call them the french presidency so they started finding a way to sneak in food to the biafran nation they started finding a way to provide them with little ammunitions and all and it now came to the well, after that at least the biafran nation were already coming up into scale they were becoming okay and were living their own life on their own then the yakubu gohan general yakubu gohan found out at that point what what did he do about that he sent in the head of the military at that point that was general Obasanjo who was the head of the military sent him down to to biafran republic to the east what did they do started killing burning up their houses you understand sending in uh military coups there military coups to do what they weren't there to protect them they were there to rape their children to seize they seized all their properties you understand 
So it, it became ah, it became it became a very tough battle to the extent that con, um, Lieutenant Ojuku had to flee away just from his life. He had to flee away from the country. He left the old Biafran people. So at that, as at that point, they had no choice but to surrender. That's when the civil war ended. But as, as at when the civil war ended, the old Biafran war versus the Nigerian presidency, as at when it ended, it didn't really end, end, end. You understand what I mean by end, end? The people were still suffering. They took up all their monies, all their monies, all their savings. They took up all their businesses. So they were left with nothing. They became refugees. They became people that started running from one country to another, from different places. They started coming to the to the west. Started finding a way to to be, to create living and to, to to just fend for themselves. And then what what they did at that point, you know, the Biafran um, the Biafran nation had their own currency at that point. So, General Kukugu won changed the currency of Nigeria at that point. So the people of Biafran weren't aware of that because they didn't have the new currency. So as at the time that the war ended, they had nothing to feed on. They had no, they had no, no way to eat, no way to fend, no businesses at that point. So the Minister of Finance at that point, which was Obafemi um, Awolowo, what he had to do instead of finding a way to create wealth or create businesses for the Biafran people, we who were now part of the nation back, who were part of the Nigerian nation back. All he did was to award each person, no matter how much you had in your bank account, he awarded each person with twenty pounds. So twenty pounds, they weren't able to. So at that point, the the northerners were were becoming the richer part of the nation because they were the one with the resources. They had the money at that point. They were becoming the richer part of the nation. The um, Yorubas were were still on their own, trying to fend and become. So the whole civil war, the whole civil war was a whole massacre to my own point. Like the killings were much, the, the the people people died. You understand? And it wasn't it wasn't these people at the end of the day they were just asking for freedom. They were asking for a way to live. Let them let them let them have their own way of living. You can if a Nigerian is a nation and you already break broke away from the colonial masters and become Nigeria as a nation, then why can't we live amongst each other in peace and unity? Why can't we stay in the north and live well? Why can't we stay in the east and live well? Fast forward back to 2021 right now. We are still seeing this thing happening. We are still seeing this thing happening. The killings the killings are still much in the in the, in the east. They are still killing Christians. They are still killing I wouldn't say in the east alone. I would also say in the north. We can hear of the burning of the churches. So this present administration, I don't, I don't know what what they are trying to do for us right now. Are they trying to stop this whole thing or continue it? Because yesterday I saw a tweet from the president of the nation saying that we didn't know what happened during the war, thirty months during the war. Like we all know what happened. You killed a lot of people. You were, you were, you outnumbered them. You sent to the military. Two point something million Biafrans died from this war, and now they are trying to remember themselves. Do the old Biafrans remember, remember, remembers? <laughs> Sorry, I say I'm just pained. The Biafra Remembrance Day they had it this week, and they were trying to commemorate for their lost soldiers and all. And what what do you have to say as a president? Instead of you to find a way to create unity or bring out a speech that would try to calm the old people down for them not to instinct violence and all. Because I heard that in the in the eastern part of the nations they've been they've been rioting, protesting, killing and all. But I know because now you are still sending they sent this military recently to the east to emos and all what do you have to do there instead of you to even try to calm the people and all just still killing these people you understand you're still killing them you're still murdering them throwing their dead but i saw a picture of the military officers dragging dragging some dead bodies 
if you understand this this thing is becoming ash and it's becoming all so my question now is what next what can we do next as a nation what can we do next as a people what can we do next what can we come together to do and make all this thing go away so the president said he was he's going to treat them in the manner that we deserve you understand and that is that is a genocide is a threatening genocide tweet and it should be taken up accordingly because you can't be a president of the nation and be threatening we the citizens that are just fighting for our fundamental civil rights you understand we just want to live the sufferings have been much corona was there people were at home all through the all through 2020 most of the part of the year and they didn't have a way to feed there was no relief fund there was nothing no care for the people at all so my point is what is what next we have two things to do first of all come together no matter your ethnic group Igbo, yoruba Aousas, we are one we are all suffering this thing together so come together let's try to protest I hear that there's a protest coming up whenever. But if there's a protest, I'm in support of it. Come out to protest. We pray that the government don't do what they did on October 20 to us again. Come out to protest. Come out to talk about your come out to talk about what you feel and what the pain that is holding you because we are all pained. I'm not saying that we are we are cool and we are happy with whatever we are doing. Things are becoming expensive. There's no money in circulation, no jobs. You understand we have graduates around laying around without jobs and all so we come back come out together to to fight this whole thing together let's 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 question the government let's question the people on social media on social media instagram twitter also let's get our voters card let's get our national identification 2023 we are coming out to vote because if we don't vote then how do we have our voices to be heard please let's come out to vote when it's time for us to vote let's vote these people out let's vote the people that we want in let's vote people that we know that they are going to lead us right enough is enough you've been hearing fella in my background since fella has said all these things he said all these things before he died and all these things are still happening now when are we going to stop my own case now is enough is enough we say enough is enough what next what are we going to do next where are we going next let's see how it goes from here thank you all for listening to this podcast i'm happy that i had to say all this because i always want to talk about things that are going on in the country because i feel that this my podcast is a platform for us to be heard so i'm going to say all this and i hope we all can share this podcast to everyone let them listen to this let them listen to the happenings and all that is happening in the country and i pray that this year the remaining half of the year for the remaining seven months in this year is going to be great to all of us and we're going to have a good time and become blessings to ourselves and to our families thank you all i still go by the name t-t-o-m-i-h-a-w-k don't forget to follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at blackboard p b-l-a-c-b-o-a-r-d at blackboard p and follow my humble self on all social media platform at hypeman Oak. thank you all for joining in i'll see you guys next week friday Thank you. We out here. Hi.